This episode is sponsored by O2. Check out o2.co.uk for details of O2 Refresh, the tariff that lets you get the latest phone whenever you want. Welcome to the 361 Degrees Podcast, Season 6, Episode 10. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About Sites. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review, which rocks. Uh, hello, guys. It's good to be back uh, in the same room as you. It is. Yeah, Rather than doing it over Skype, and it's our last official episode of the season, isn't it, Ben? It is our last official episode of the season. How exciting. We're both another, looking very well, by the way. Another 10 in the can. Can you believe that? You, you, you're, you're not looking very well. No, sorry. Yeah, that's that's just work for you. There you go. Mm. So he's, 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 he's not man enough to actually just go to work without getting sick. Poetic. So, you and McLeod, what are we talking about this week and why <clears throat> yes. why, why are there no things of the week this week? Well, no things of the week because we have lots and lots of topics to get through and lots of questions related to uh, those topics to get through. And we have competition prizes to give away. Prize. Well, okay, all right. Prizes sounds better. Uh, but, but he's right. <laughs> that isn't true. <laughs> Factually inaccurate. Okay. Uh, and we, well, I think we have a lot of tying up, a lot of things we have to come back to and say, look, uh, here's our view, here's what we should be looking at. Um, but before we do that, I think we have to say a quick hello to all the British listeners, listeners, depending on your view, uh, who have been uh, suffering through the rain, the actual torrential rain. Well, in the States, they're really, really, really cold with their polar vortex. Here in the UK, uh, it's been very, very wet. Has it not, Blandford? It has indeed been very wet. There's been floods all over the place down my way. Half of Blanford's estate is covered in water. I've seen the photos. That must be a big car. <laughs> there you go. Boom, 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 boom. Right, okay, shall we, we, we move on? We are properly, properly jam-packed full this yeah, week. Yeah, so, so I've got a massive long list here. Right, you ready for the next one? Yeah, so the first one, actually, w- yeah. what we're going to do is go just go back over the whole season yeah. and just clean up all the loose ends, revisit all the topics, and it's going to be a great opportunity to hear from loads and loads of feedback that yes. we never didn't manage to use in all the other episodes. Yes. So, lead on, Macduff. Uh, yes, okay, that is a dagger I see before me. Did you get the reference? It is, yes, yes, well, I'm a Scottish play. Thank you, yes, that's for a right. Scottish man. Uh, we're going to talk about wearables, because we, uh, I remember, Duncan. quite, <laughs> indeed, quite a... A long time ago, we talked about wearables, and that's when I, was that the episode where I went and bought a Fitbit. I think it real was. Time. Yeah. I think it was, and I've since lost it. But that was if really you, cool. If you if you tweet them, they'll send you a free one. <sighs> I just I don't know if they'll actually do that. Well, they? they did for me. I lost my Fitbit, and I said, "Oh, I am sad. I lost my Fitbit." And the Mister at Fitbit said, "Contact customer services, and we'll send you a replacement." And they did. It's a brilliant customer service. There. I've still got mine. I've actually now been carrying this for eighteen months. Um, and I sort of crossed over something like I mean, the, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but I did get an email saying, congratulations, you've gone, um, I think it was something like 1,200 miles, oh, one wow. of the milestones. Oh, very and impressive. So right, right. You go a lot further than you realise. Yes, yes. Okay, right, so wearables, gents. Let's revisit wearables. What have you got there, Smith? Well, we, um, obviously, since we talked about wearables, a whole bunch of new ones have come on mm. the market. And Rafe, before we started, you were telling us about one that you stuff in your ears. Yeah, this has actually been announced at CES, and I believe that it's um, LG. It might also be another company doing this. 
but there are a couple working on this technology. Mm. It's using headphones to measure your heart rate, and obviously that's based on blood flow in your ears. Mm. And it's actually a fairly well-known technique. It's similar to using a... Actually, you can use a camera phone. If you put your thumb over it, it can measure yeah. your pulse by the, the, the blood rate. I think that's actually a really clever use of wearables because if you're exercising, which is when you generally want to monitor your heart rate, quite a lot of people do listen to music. Yes. Now, obviously, it does tie in it good enough quality on the headphone, but it's kind of a sensible use of it because the other way of monitoring your heart rate is to strap something around your chest, which is yeah. kind of a bit fiddly. And I've so, done that before. It's a bit annoying. Uh, you know, I've got that. I've got a Bluetooth lower power edition that, that does that thing. And yeah, it's great. But honestly, it's too much hassle to do on a a regular basis. And so thinking about wearables, it doesn't have to be something that sits on your wrist and it doesn't have to be a new item. It can be something that's additive to an existing item. So I like that. And would you think the wearables market has changed? Because I think when we were talking about it, it really was just Fitbits and, yeah, Google Glass was in the background. But I, I feel that CES this year has kind of opened wearables up quite dramatically. Well, it has, and I'm, I'm a bit bored of I'm a bit bored of, of sports tracking devices. I understand why everybody raves yes. about them, because yes. it's a very immediate way to make that use, data useful. But um, although I don't like them, Google Glass was, was a really good example of something that wasn't a fitness-based you know, yeah. wearable. Um, and obviously recently now there's Glass Up, which... I mean, it doesn't look it doesn't look much cop, but it mm. was it was announced during CES, which is going to be another type of glass competitor. Um, so clearly, there are it sparked a market. So I think we will see more more wearables for other element elements of your yeah. life as yeah. well. Um, is this the point where we should talk about the Pebble smartwatch as well? Um, the Timex knockoff one. Well, I I don't like the styling yeah. either. I have to say, but Pebble has definitely become a thing, hasn't it? it? It has, and whatever you think about that design, they've sort of addressed one of the things we complained about, mm. which was style. Now, I still don't think it's particularly yeah, it stylish. Really appeal to me, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a lot more attractive than the kind of the big plastic version, which felt like yeah. a prototype. You know, something that yes. had come off yes. Kickstarter because it had. Yeah. And uh, well, do you know anyone has got one? Um, a, a pebble. Yeah, I've got a pebble. Oh right, it's uh, sitting in my bag rather than on my wrist, simply so because it's fat a lot of use to you then. Yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah I, I mean, and, I like what they're doing because I think Pebble are being really sensible in looking at the limitations that exist at the moment, and that's mainly around battery life and what you can do with it. And they've actually done the best possible job. But I think the truth is, it's still a really, really young market, mm. and it's something we may see changing the year. But the, you know, the classic way of looking at this is. Take a picture of all the smartwatches, show it to someone and ask them whether they'd be prepared to wear any of these. Mm. And the answer is almost inevitably no, apart from power users. And that's before you even start explaining some of the potential benefits. Just one more thing on wearables. Um, Going back to the episode, Rob V emailed in and he said, uh, I mean, I'm mentioning this because he thinks I'm right, but I talked about how wearables (laughs) could be bags as well. And he was was completely agreeing. He said he he absolutely thought that something that you wore as a utility uh, as well could be be quite desirable. Don't forget the Scotty vests. Well, there are the Scotty vests which sort of enable this. but he was saying it was really, um, you know, it, it was a sort of a, a, a holster or something like that. Now, I think he, he, he uses the word holster, and I would counsel that we are very anti the belt yes, clip. Yes, we, we, don't, we don't do that, we Rob. You need to but, do but, some significant research here. Well, and how not a home how, well, to holsters. He says he says shoulder holster, though. Oh, that's so, even worse. Well, I, That's even worse. That's, you know, the, the guy that... Fit, 
fills out some certificate for you somewhere you know that works for the government well i i, th- I think i think he was he was wears mean, a gray shirt i was thinking he was meaning maybe more in the scotty vest sense that it would be integrated with clothing oh, right, that right, would, right. so i'm going to give not, not with a shoulder holster if if rob rob wrote in he's clearly a man of taste and quality so we shouldn't criticize him. Well, it's interesting talking about these kind of bags and things one of the big things is about powering your device or recharging it and the wireless power consortium those are the chaps behind the cheese standard which is used in the nokia devices and mm. by uh, samsung and various others have actually come up with basically a new version of it which will allow it to charge over longer distances which makes it a lot more practical to integrate into a bag and yeah. also car console so I, I do think we'll see activity in that area yeah. And if not a bag, what about a um, what we call in the UK a bum bag or a fanny pack or oh please? What do you what else? You know those those sort of belt 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 worn equipment. Yes, yes. So yeah. Maybe not yeah. as a, maybe not as a fashion item, but maybe for utility <laughs> workers or for oh yeah, that's pr- I haven't thought of a problem at all as long as, you know as long as you're doing some work that requires it. So I if you're up a, a ladder or you're delivering something, you're allowed to wear a holster. In other words, yeah. If you're wearing one of those idiot things in your ear. You know, when and you're not on the phone, that's a problem for me. Unless you are a plumber or a bricklayer or something. Okay, okay. Let's let, let's move on. We've got a lot to talk about. And I can be allowed. I can see you people be- to offend. Well, I can see you beginning to wind up for a very long wind session. What's next on the agenda? Uh, next is ecosystems. Uh, we had a comment in from Andy Hagen. Uh, hello, Andy. Should we do a wee song? Andy. Andy. I think there was a comment about no more Andy. singing. So there was a comment on the yeah, blog that no, said, yeah, but one don't. comment doesn't mean everybody. Well, see, it does if Ben agrees with you, it. You know what you've done now, which you've encouraged everyone else to come to the blog and leave a comment that says, actually, I agree, don't do it right, Well, if someone it. else comes along, that's still not a trend. It's not a trend until there's three. Andy, Andy, letters, well, you letters. Say, when, when it's three, it becomes the majority of the listenership. <clears throat> that's true, and, but and hold on a minute. What did Andy say? What did Andy say? Um, well, b- before we get to that, can we not do a letters kind of harmonious thing? No. If we have to sing every time there's a letter in this episode, it'll be... 50% song. I just thought we did a reasonably good job of that. Um, Andy Hagan, he was commenting on ecosystems. And this was, we had, uh, uh, we have actually had quite a lot of discussion about ecosystems across this season. Um, we have a, there's, there's some comments we need to make about BlackBerry. Oh dear, right? But Andy was actually talking about um, iPhone and how, uh, for some strange reason, he doesn't seem to want an iPhone. Now, there's nothing wrong with you, Andy, apart from. Uh, you know, if you could just attend a session somewhere, Apple will happily give you some electrical shock therapy and make sure that you do like that because you must have escaped somewhere. But I think yeah. it's I think it's okay now. We're reaching the point where the markets are mature enough that people are beginning to choose their ecosystems based on personal preference. Yes, it used to be that you'd look at ecosystems and say it's got this technology, yeah. this type of media, that price of device. It, it, therefore, PCs. Do you you, PCs yeah. a while ago. Yeah. So you're an iPhone person, you're an Android person, yeah. you're a BlackBerry person, you're a Symbian person, you're a Series 40 person. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to talk, just the price range yeah. as well matters. Um, but now it's personal preference. Mm. And that, you know, you could... You could you viab- can't make a mistake. You could viably prefer one style, one mm. brand mm. over another just purely because you have, you know, affection for the brand. So Andy was saying, he's commenting that he doesn't feel the need to buy an iPhone at all. He's quite happy with his Lumia. Yeah. And he was asking, "Is that a problem?" And I, I think, no, you could have been limited maybe maybe a couple of years ago um, with your ecosystem choice. But but also, so much now about the ecosystem you choose is um, is is a is a compromise. Even choosing, I, I mean, I'm an iOS user. Even choosing uh, iOS means yeah. occasionally choosing to be locked in or constrained yes. in the way you do things. Yes. And so, 
No, it's it's not wrong anymore. It's about choosing the set. Of, it's about choosing the options that are best for you. And I think what's dangerous though will be perhaps people typically typified by Android users mm. today, but that's just where, where we are, who believe that you really can have absolutely everything, you know, an yeah. ecosystem with no compromises. And because Android is generally more open, people often suggest that go for that and you never have to make any compromises. But then when, I, when you look at the, the quality of the device manufacturing or the yeah. quality of the software experience, I'd yeah. say that it's just the compromises there are in different areas. And so every, every ecosystem... But when we're talking ecosystems, what do we mean? We really mean Apple and Android. Well, right now, I think we mean, well, Blanford, come on, um, Windows, Windows Phone. I, I don't think Android. now you can. You and Andy using it. And I don't actually think you should be talking about the mobile part of it. I think you talk about Microsoft, you talk about Apple, and you then talk about Google because. Bracket, until quite Amazon, or not really? Well, well, actually, can I just jump in? Interesting, uh, Steve Barker emailed us at the beginning of the season, and we've used a couple of Steve's questions. But You'll see. Steve, thank you, Steve. Steve says, desktop and mobile converging, which OS ecosystem is best place to lead? And it's interesting that you combine them both. So which do we think? It's, it's a great question. I actually said earlier in the season, I thought Microsoft was well positioned because of their dominance in the desktop space now. And up until now, it really hasn't mattered. I mean, Microsoft has talked over and over again about the advantage of putting Windows on your, on your phone. It just hasn't really been there. You know, they've talked about three screens. But I think because we are seeing this convergence, which has come about because of tablets and phablets and the whole sense that they're, they are coming together and you want to start on one, finish on another... It could be an advantage for them. I think Apple's also very strongly positioned for obvious reasons, mainly because they're so strong in tablets. Actually, in the desktop space, they're relatively weak. Google and Android is actually the one that feels like it's in the weakest position here, which, given they're the strongest in mobile, but, you know, a long, long way, does make for an interesting couple of years ahead. Do you discount Chrome? I mean, they've been selling very well, Chromebook. I mean, Chrome OS, sorry, rather oh, Chrome yeah, the browsers, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to say a dismiss it out of hand, but give it a few years, and which is when this stuff will really start to matter. It could be somewhere. But Google's insistence that it really needs an internet connection to work is a bit of an Achilles heel at the moment. It's enough to put people off. I mean, for it is how, selling. For how long? But it, it's selling as a second device. It, it, it's a really interesting one. I, I'm not sure I can provide a convincing answer either way there but i think it really speaks to this question the fact they've done chrome os at all so, so they're recognizing there is this merger happening so andy yeah absolutely pick the one that suits you know there's nothing wrong with not liking the iphone and particularly as the windows phone ecosystem matures um and then steve um we don't know i think is the answer to that question mm-hmm. but the point there is that um the the guys who are probably have the weakest of the, of the top three ecosystems, Microsoft, with the weakest of them, has the strongest desktop still, and so could use that to its advantage. This sounds to me like a Nokia argument. I don't think it's... I don't Nokia think it's, are fine because they do a million phones a day. I no, I don't think it, it's... it's I, don't, I, don't, it, I don't know if that, the desktop's got anything to do with it now for Microsoft. But if, you're, if you want to measure success, you need to maybe measure... Xbox One and Xbox, maybe. But, but if you want to measure success, you have to measure the size of the total ecosystem. Fine. So fine. that means desktop, games console, and... And mobile, yeah. and everybody's got their chips in different parts of the <laughs> different parts of the board, yeah. as it were. Um, but it means you're less likely to write Microsoft off, I think, because they have such a strong desktop contingent. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, that is collapsing rapidly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think we should overemphasize that. But in the same way that you can't write off BlackBerry altogether because of their incumbency effect in the enterprise space, I think Microsoft's incumbency in enterprise, which is actually getting stronger, not weaker. And in that desktop space, it, you know, people out in the world who aren't geeks are very familiar with the Microsoft name. And that is still, I feel, an advantage 
that geeks tend to underplay simply because they have this idea of Microsoft not being quite what they like. You right. McLeod? Yes, yeah, so, well, I think we should just re- respond to Andy in saying, don't worry, the iPhone is still a Fisher-Price handset. There we go. Yes. Uh, Okay, next we need to move on to tablets and phablets. We've had lots of conversations, some critical about phablets and tablets. uh, And with tablets, I think we need to point out that I was right a lot, Um, particularly when it came to um, the ridiculous tablet episode that we recorded a couple of episodes ago in a run-up to Christmas, whereby we're saying, what kind of tablet would you buy? I was advocating iPad as a present. And the listeners, ladies and gentlemen, agreed with me. And you were going down some Daily Mail, BBC leftist biased nonsense about Android and tablets and so on. Um, well, it's Eat that. Rob, Rob, Rob V, who I think I've already mentioned, did email. He emailed Rafe and Rafe shared it with us. And he said actually uh, another factor, he, although he, he liked the balance of our review, he raised the issue of opportunity cost, which I think is a fancy way of saying if you buy a cheap tablet and then feel that you want to buy an expensive tablet afterwards, you've got to buy two devices rather than just the one. And you've, you've got, what have you missed out on by not going for the, for the, for the big, for the better, the best thing you yes. can buy it, yes. which was, I think was your argument. Thank and, you very much. And I think that, I think that holds, um, except that the, the counter argument is, um, cheap. Well, the counter argument is the opportunity cost of the money you wouldn't spend. Because if you buy a cheap tablet, mm-hmm. you could be left with the money to, to spend on other things. And, and many people many people don't exist in this kind of tech world where I've got a tech budget, you know, and I'll spend it all on gizmos. You know, sort of money not spent on tech devices might be spent on socialising or holidays mm-hmm. or, or clothes or yeah. food or, or just I, living expenses. Yeah. Uh, and I think we have to recognise, and this applies to all purchases, but I think it's particularly true in the technology world, that as you spend more money, you do get diminishing returns. And so you can choose something that costs twice the amount, but it doesn't actually bring you twice the benefit. And so, I mean, I still think the low-cost devices, for someone who isn't a technology, probably represent the best buys. And I'm thinking of some of the lower-cost Android devices. It might be the Motorola G, it might be the iPhone 5C, or even going back to the iPhone 4S or something like that, or the Lumia 520, or the cheap tablets we talked about. If you wanted you know, do 90% of the functionality, those devices will be absolutely fine. You have to decide whether that last 10% of functionality is worth spending that extra well, amount of money. Speaking of functionality, let's talk briefly about replacing your laptop with a tablet, because that's an email that came in from Julie. Now, we definitely need to do a little song for Julie. I, I don't, I think... Julie... No. Oh, come on, nothing. I'll do it myself, Julie. Julie, Julie, Julie... I, I think if if you haven't if you haven't managed to get five comments on the blog that says never let him sing again by the end of this podcast, it's Ju- not going to happen. People love it. Julie Alderson, Julie Alderson <laughs> wrote in and uh, after our tablet uh, episode, and um, she was saying that her her laptop has died, and so she was torn between a um, laptop and a tablet. And so she says she she uses she uses Windows, and she, um, she's a big photographer. That's her sort of her main hobby, um, and. Uh, she she uploads uh, images to Flickr and things like that, and although and she doesn't really play many games, and so you know she was um, she, she was sort of umming and ahhing whether she would buy a tablet or a, or a laptop. And I think you can see in her particular use case photos and mm-hmm. uh, and sort of just I think she said chess, but very you know, simple yeah. gaming and things like that. It's brilliantly you know brilliant uh, opportunity to to use a tablet. Yeah, and I mean she the she asked the question: Do you think tablets will mature and replace desktop in most homes? Um, I think my my personal view is 
No, they won't replace the desktop, but what they will is change the balance of power so that in mm. my house, it used to be the case that everybody had a laptop. I think it will be the case that there'll be maybe one shared home PC, like yeah. there is a games console now and everybody will have tablets instead. Yes, yes. You, know, you need a tablet, um, sorry, you need the PC or a desktop to, to buy theatre tickets. And to, to do stuff well, like bo- booking t- travel and things that you can't do because the websites aren't optimised for well, you. Well, but as of, as of today, but I mean, you and I in our day jobs, and, and I think Rafe, when he does his consulting, spend time telling businesses, you know, go, c- convert, adapt to yep. mobile. Um, 26th, of, um, 26th of December this year, wasn't it? The majority of online yes. shopping was done via mobile. I mean, the, the, yeah. Christmas, yeah. the Christmas mobile versus desktop stats are absolutely mind-numbing. I put some in a report for a customer this week, and if it doesn't convince you that mobile first is now a good strategy... Well, that, but that's still, you need a desktop. And if you want to do any, any writing, you really, well, really I don't, need a desktop. I don't, I don't think you should be absolute about the argument, but I can see the, the balance shifting. Uh, it's definitely coming, but also I think we have to recognise that there are more crossover devices, the so-called transformers, that will do both or will dock into a keyboard. And yeah, actually, I expect to see... More of that, <laughs> indeed. I expect to see more of that, and actually, that as a replacement tablet. And you know, it, Microsoft are doing it through having a kind of the full version of Windows on some of their devices, and quite a lot of those got announced at CES. But they're also doing the kind of the seven-inch ones as well, which is kind of interesting. So, right. when you talk about tablets, it's not about one product segment. Right. Just as you have in mobile phones, there's an enormous amount of variety, and it's increasing, not decreasing. Um, so you got the Nokia twenty five twenty in front of you, which you've had now for a while on on long term test. Have you got the keyboard case that goes with that yet? I, have, sure? I, I haven't got it because uh, <laughs> this is an example of where manufacturers go wrong. Nokia hasn't been able to get it into the UK market. The the keyboard accessory it was due sort of the beginning of this year and i think it's absolutely nuts that any manufacturer would launch a product like this and not have the accessory range alongside well, short to the it. Um, I, I did express some strongly felt feelings to a couple of Nokia people, and they uh, did say, yes, it shouldn't have happened. What and kind that, of language did you use? I, th- I think the word unacceptable and... Uh, that's, oh, that's, that's a, a strong, isn't it? A strongly worded letter from Mr. Blanford. Goodness yeah. me. It w- so. was there, but as an actual device, I've been far more impressed than I thought I would be. I mean, there's Nokia hardware, which is, is kind of a given, but what I found was it was actually replacing some of the mobile phone usage it was the sitting on the sofa stuff, as anyone who's bought a tablet will find. But it was also doing a little bit of replacement of the laptop, not altogether, but when I just had a bit of editing on a Word file to do or some emails to send, it was much more efficient using that than trying to use the phone. So, but the instant on, not having to go and find the laptop and bother with all of that. So for me, it's been an additive device rather than a replacement. So Julie, um, I, I think you know, in your, in your case, the answer to your question was, yeah, we reckon you probably could, whether you decide to or not, would be really interesting. So mm-hmm. let, let us know. Let, let us know. Now, by the way, is she our female listener? Uh, Julie is a female listener, as far as I'm aware, yes. Not the female listener. <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly. Well, she's one of our four listeners. Yeah, exactly. I know that oh. much. Although, actually, just as a, a quick aside, and we don't have time for asides, I was looking through the logs uh, on our SoundCloud, which is where you can find the 361 podcast hosted, and we uh, have a listener in Tehran. You are joking with me. I almost said something else because no, that wouldn't be approved no, I was, in Tehran, would it? Normally, normally, you, normally I end up looking at the, the fat end of the numbers and there's lots of people listening in the UK, uh, Australia, um, USA. Deutschland? 
Uh, well, there's quite a few European listeners, but it begins to tail How off. Long? And I was right. looking at the the other end of the the other end what of the scale, you? and there's one or two places really interesting. We had a listener in Iraq, a listener in Tehran. Um, now, whether they are subscribers or just one-time listeners, I don't know. But if if you're somewhere odd, uh, oh come odd. on a minute, well, hold on a minute. If you're if you are, some... how many people in Iran? Well, there and was you're calling there's one person odd. Well, I, I was going to rephrase odd because I don't mean odd. I mean, if you are, if you are somewhere exotic for us, if you are somewhere that we will be surprised about, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you are somewhere outside of the main listeners, M25 area of in, central London in in the UK and North America, email in, let us know because we'd be we would love to hear from you. And um, we'll do you a, we'll do you a little song. We we, we promise. And, and tell us about the mobile market where you are. If there's any things that stand out when yeah. we're talking about it, that's completely different. Be really to your interesting. Experience. To hear what's going really on in Tehran. Yeah. I, do you know? I was actually going to go to Iran uh, a couple of years ago just I thought it'd be interesting to spend a month there looking at the mobile industry it didn't I I went to San Francisco instead and uh, look forward to season 7 when there'll be more stories of things that you and almost did but then didn't (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, let's let's move on I'm looking forward to hearing about when that case arrives Rafe because I think that's going to make that a different device I I agree played with the surface over Christmas and um, well what did you think moderately impressed but it's definitely a very different device when you plug the keyboard in and mm. you have the keyboard accessory. So, interested to hear when it arrives, Rafe. Sometime in season nine, I imagine. You, McLeod, uh, what's next? I think we just wanted to also just uh, do a nod for the 12 inch tablets we're, we're hearing. That's I mean, right. what, what are you thinking of these? This was CES and Samsung kind of announcing their Pro series tablets. I thought this was interesting because there's been some talk of Apple doing Pro tablets, but something tells me Apple won't be doing a 12 inch screen for their. Uh, their pro tablets it's going to be more of a kind of crossover in towards the macbook territory so uh, ben i'm imagining that you're going to have quite strong feelings about a 12 inch tablet so perhaps i should let you have a go i just think they're i think that they in most cases they will be completely pointless and as samsung demoed it which is with four apps running side by side Mm. i mean android apps are bad enough at Mm. the best of times can you imagine having to look at four simultaneously it would just it would you probably just lose the will to live i there are undoubtedly some people who will be able to use it but we're getting into the territory now where you're talking about perhaps graphic designers or or um people in people working on images or you know marketing or sales situations and that's not a consumer device that's now an industrial kind of commercial Mm. device I i don't see it at all from a personal perspective if if you want to make a pro tablet speed up the screen response so that I can write and draw on it in real time without the lag because yes. yeah, even, that would be nice. even the fastest of the Apple devices still have relatively, comparatively slow reactions when you're drawing on them with your finger. And that's the way to make a pro device in my book is to up the specs and the performance so that you can use them for those more demanding purposes. Not, Microsoft have been testing that. Have you, you seen that video? Yeah. We talked about that video, yeah. I think, in a, in a previous episode where they, they point out that to get what feels like drawing on paper speeds, you need to increase performance by an order of magnitude on most mm. screens now. Mm. So, so that's my view, but... I mean, frankly, I, I wouldn't. I'm very reticent to buy any Samsung mobile stuff anyway, because it always feels like you might be engaging in a bit of an experiment to what to, to what sells. Yeah, get get the, the eighth generation one. Uh, right, let's move swiftly on move to swiftly on. app pricing. App price. So that's actually a recent one. App pricing, and uh, that's where we were talking about the um, the real problem that I think we have for on behalf of app developers in that you know when you when you buy an app. You you give the developer a quid, two pounds or something, and that that's that's very very nice, especially if they happen to sell a million of them a day. But typically speaking, they don't, and then they have to upgrade their app, and we expect the service to work nicely. So, um, 
we, we are seeing more movement towards subscription. And then David, because we, we, I think we ended up saying our recommendation for, for app developers is try and knock out some kind of subscription um, methodology. So David emailed in saying... David, David yeah. McRoberts. Oh, a Scotsman I, I at some point. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Well, he must have been at some point. Yep. He's not right now. Good man. Hello there. What is it? David Mc... David McRoberts. McRoberts. Of the clan McRoberts. Get on with it. Um, he, he was actually pointing out, Ben, in fact, give, give us a quote there, because he was talking about the music media and so on. I suppose we should, be da- we should be careful not to just perpetually quote people who told us we're right, but David t- wrote in to tell us we're right. Well, and more, import- more importantly, David. More importantly, David said that he, he kind of could see that subscription-based app pricing was coming because he pointed out that Netflix had done it for video, Spotify had done it for music, um, is it iTunes Match had done it for music. So yeah, it's not an exception anymore. It's not exceptional to subscribe to media services, and in many cases, apps are, are comparable with media. Not in all cases, but in some cases. So um, a subscription-based pricing model, he thought, was really, really quite realistic. And the nice thing he pointed out, he says, is that when, because you're still buying it through the app store, everyone still gets to take their cut in the same way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't actually cut anyone out of the loop. There's, there's no reason that Apple would move to uh, avoid subscription-based yeah. pricing. They're not going to lose money on the deal. And there's an interesting follow-up to this. Uh, I wonder, we've heard talk about micro-purchases for digital content for a long, long mm. time. I wonder whether a bit of innovation could see you being able to use an app for maybe a five-day period and just pay... 20p for it or something like that as a way of sort of encouraging people to use more apps or accepting this idea yes. that you pay for temporary usage uh, yeah uh, would, would that be something we'd go for well here, let me give you a, an example city mapper which is a, a, an app that i'm using ultra daily you know intra daily and that's the one that intra daily yeah are we, are we making up that's a thing <laughs> intra daily or intra day I'd, um, I'd encourage everyone to google that and write in to tell you and he's wrong i don't think anyone will but hey, I'll, I'll stand correct. Multiple times a day. Mul- many times a day. And that, that's uh, looking uh, for navigating around the city, basically via bus, train, whatever. Really, really useful. But it's free. And I, I am pained by the fact it's free because I want to reward these guys. I think they've done an excellent job and they are upgrading it. It's, there's really good stuff they're doing to it. And I, I'm just really disappointed that they're not, they, there is no mechanism for charging or for, for saying, I love this so much, I will become a massive, you know, I'll give you a quid a month or something. So would you be prepared to pay a, a subscription payment or even maybe a, a microtransaction or an in-app payment to add another city when you're abroad or something like uh, that? Definitely, definitely that. But actually, I'm thinking about right now in the UK, uh, here in London, I, I would pay for more. There's probably more services like that. I think they've got some degree of real-time uh, bus information, right. but I don't think they've got the full, they don't have the, the, the signs, I don't think. I don't think that's integrated. Um, you know, so if you walk to a bus stop, it tells you when the next bus is coming. I think they've got something like that, but I'd like them to, you know, I reckon CityMapper are sitting there going, if we had the money, we'd do this. And that's our, that's why I'd like to say, okay, I'll, I'll pay for it. And I would imagine Ben might or Rafe might. Well, sometimes it costs money to charge money, though, doesn't it? it yeah, you, so you, need, you need to yeah. build a payment infrastructure. The, just to kind of finish off on this topic, I thought it was interesting that we saw Apple announce uh, just this week that. Uh, there's been basically in 2013 10 billion in transactions had gone through the apple app store now you can sort of get that to the whole industry probably by adding i don't know another three or four billion on top Mm. of that because android does far less in terms of revenue and the others are small enough to not worry about too much it's actually not that much 
for all no. that gets talked no. about apps in the mobile industry, uh, if you think there's been a, about a billion smartphones sold in the same period in an average selling price of around $340, that means $340 billion have been spent on phones. So in other words, apps represent just a couple of percent of mm. that. And the way it gets talked about, you'd imagine it being a lot more. Well, but although you're coming at from a, from an interesting angle, which is you're coming you're coming at the app side of things down from the size of the mobile industry, which is colossal. Yeah. If you looked at some other electronics or even the computing industry, nearly every other industry that mobile is disrupting is orders of magnitude smaller. It is. And, and so um, a, Analyst called Benedict Evans wrote an interesting post talking about the scale of mobile. About sometimes the people who are being disrupted are also overwhelmed by the size of the people who are disrupting them. Because if Apple come, decides to come and eat your lunch, being Apple sized and Apple scale and addressing that many customers is is mind numbing. So it, it's interesting, but I, I suppose naturally being mobile types we would look at things that are small everything smaller than mobile is small but re relative to most other industries i mean you did take the words right out of my mouth because there were some interesting comparisons made by I'm just trying to remember who did it but i i can't Bob. but it's sort of this size of this Bill. app economy is somewhere equivalent to coca-cola's business yeah. and it, in terms of revenue it ranks about 180 i think in u.s business rankings uh, and I, I agree with you it is actually enormous and when you think about that, that's a huge sum of money um, but I think sometimes just a bit of perspective on apps is needed because we talk about it being everything and it's actually still only a portion. And of course, the revenue then compared to operators is, as well is relatively small. The thing that makes me laugh is that if you look at Apple's statements, they still claim that the app store is just breaking even. That's the statement they make, <laughs> which means that by all accounts, it costs $3 billion a year to run Apple's App Store, which I imagine it's probably not a cheap operation, but I think I could do it for $2 billion and still make a few quid. Yeah, <laughs> Just but, but, but it is a good point to make there that that $10 billion is actually not Apple's cut. That is going, 70% of that goes to developers. Yes. And so yeah, that, I'd said 700 that, million there without realising it's actually so $7 billion. That, that $7 billion figure is spread around all the world's developers, and I'm willing to bet the vast majority of developers still aren't making money. That's going to some of the big guys and some of the most successful the long tail isn't a big profit it's not the gold rush money making machine just before we move on yeah. um chris martin not him of coldplay um but a listener disappointingly disappointingly well no not disappointingly i'd rather hear from this chris um who wrote in to say actually um after the episode that we were talking about software and apps that he's actually produced a an app for windows phone that helps you shop and it sorts out all the complex things like discounts and tax in the us oh, nice. which varies as well and he was sort of telling us about that but chris is uh, a developer who's just sort of launching his first apps these, these ones are free so we thought we'd uh, give him a bit of moral support so if you have windows phone particularly if you're in the states or andy hagan it's available it's, it's available globally Listener. um have a look in the windows phone um store for shoppers calculator Shoppers calculator. One word. Or two. Uh, it's two words, and you can check that you've got the right one because the publisher is Blue Chris, and um, it's a really handy little tool there, which uh, we're going to get Rafe Blanford to have a look at after this episode. In fact, he's had a look at it right now. I've got it installed on my phone, and this is a way, basically, of doing all those calculations when you've got the bog offs, buy one get one free, or a certain percentage off. It will tell you what the saving is, mm. which is actually pretty handy because you're often in that scenario when you're trying to decide is that good value for me? Yeah. Is that going to be better than the online pricing? We talked a lot about showrooming 
what we didn't talk about is how smartphones can actually be a really useful tool when you're yes. out and about shopping to able you make savvy decisions about what you're actually buying right there and then. And I definitely recommend a download. Yeah, it looks like a handy tool. And Chris is making it free for the moment, although mm-hmm. obviously based on our advice, I'm sure he will no doubt be thinking about charging about it yes. in the future. Now, and uh, and well, if you want to read Chris's blog, um, oh yes. micro, micro Nokia Dev wordpress.com uh, where you can find out about what he's thinking about and so thanks for your support Chris thanks for your kind words and I uh, hope the app is a success yo Chris now does that mean uh, he's also going to get a write up on the famed I, w- I will certainly phone. be looking at this can we have app a chat to the editor and I'll just point out that he has got an in-app purchase in there which is Ooh. a way I thoroughly approve of doing you know kind of app revenue you give the basic thing away for free because it's the only way What's you the get to the top of this. and in this case it's actually giving you some extra calculations it's called the discount pack for Ooh. 79p and it will work out a few more of those tricky shopping calculations right. there you go smart man chris all the best with it and thanks for writing in yes you okay cloud. right let's move swiftly on to the nokia android very very quickly we'd have mentioned this a number of times uh blanford what happened this week well, there was actually another leak of essentially some renders and some screenshots. And if you didn't know it was running Android, you wouldn't know. And there's um, still talk going around, is this going to be released? Has it been cancelled or not? So can we just do the short version on this, uh, Rafe? Um, is, this a, is this an effort by uh, Nokia to up their sale price to Microsoft? <laughs> well, that's maybe a cynical way of looking at it. I think it was actually more a case of this was uh, a fallback if the Microsoft thing didn't go through. They do need a replacement for Series 40. This was one option. The reason it looks nice, it's actually been designed by Peter Silkman, who is one of, I believe, the designers behind WebOS and some of the card concepts there. He's actually not working on this project anymore. He's now working for Nokia's Here division, which does all their maps and things like that. So he's going to be working on the kind of user experience of their mapping platform. But you know, it was a replacement for Series 40. The fact it ran Android was running on top of that was, was kind of irrelevant, but of course it interests the media. So it was never, to be absolutely category, it was never a competitor or an option for Microsoft's smartphone devices. This was to sit alongside Windows Phone, even if it doesn't go ahead as a result of the Microsoft uh, Absolutely, it was kind of the sub-hundred-pound uh, market, you know, replacing feature phones. And I have to say, it looks, pictures look really slick. I'd love to see it. I, actually, I, I hope that... Microsoft has the uh, the, self, the self-control to, to not kill it just because it has the word Android in it. I mean, I don't Indeed. know. Let it succeed or fail on its own merits. Yeah. But they need, as you, as you say, Rafe, they need something. You and McLeod. Yeah, uh, moving on to mobile blogging. Mobile blogging. Uh, well, I asked, um, I asked a question two episodes during ago. Our, during our app episodes, wasn't it? And during our app episode, I asked a question two episodes ago about um, mobile blogging. Loads of people wrote in to me and said, don't slag off WordPress. The reason it's the most popular is it's the best and both the the, the newer WordPress app and some of the third-party ones are very good. Lots of people reported that they were able to quite successfully do blogging. Thank you very much. And I did have to admit, admit after some reflection that the problems I had were with some very complex themes that you know re- required lots of extra metadata mm. and non-standard stuff. So maybe that was it. Um, somebody else recommended Tumblr to me and although kind of my instinctive reaction was oh Tumblr that's a bit that's that's what the teenagers use it's sticky but it does have some pretty competent apps and it does do what I said one other that people might not be aware of um, rune.io rune.io I like it because you can write in markdown which is my preferred way of of writing HTML well, it's sort of, sort of a, a rich sort of right, text yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, uh, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit putting geeky. a couple of asterisks before a text to make it bold. Exactly. Like yeah, that. but uh, it's it's a really convenient way to quickly write formatted text without getting distracted. 
Um, and it, it's also got an, a, quite a slick iOS app as well that uploads all your images to, to Amazon. Uh, it's pretty early products, but it was kind of one of the, it was a discovery uh, over and above. And I've also checked out Post Haven, which is the kind of the posterous, posterous replacement oh, yeah. by the other guys who founded it. It's almost a complete posterous duplicate, $5 a month. Okay, and I think that brings us to um, the end of the episode. It we does. are already massively overrun, mm-hmm. but uh, a really good catch-up. And loads and loads of other um, emails and comments that came in yes. that we haven't been able to use. Uh, don't worry, we won't be throwing those away. There's a yeah. whole bunch on a couple of themes that were just too big to uh, cover in this episode really quickly. So we're going to be saving those as, as ideas to kick off uh, Season 7. So if you did write in... Um, and we haven't used your stuff, then we, we're hugely grateful uh, and we will try and use it. Yeah. We want to say thank you to our sponsors. We do, O2, Phones for You. Thank you very much. Uh, this week's episode is obviously sponsored by O2, but Indeed. we're also hugely grateful for Phones for You for all their support. Um, we've got one more job at hand, haven't we, Rafe Blanford? Yes, indeed. We've got to give away our prize, and we've got one more HTC One to give away, I believe. Now, we've had so many good comments and questions this episode, it was basically impossible to pick one out for the grand prize. So I think what we're going to have to do is uh, generate a list of people we've mentioned. Can you do that? Yep. Thank you, um, Okay, right, And yes. we now need yep. to generate a random is that number. A random, so, see, the best way of doing it is with Excel. Well, so... I mean, you can. there's random number generators in the web. But well, anyway, I'll generate a random number in this random number app on my Ooh. Windows phone. Right, Just get a plug right, in fine. there. Okay. And... You've got the script ready with all the contributors. It's number six. Okay, so, so, you and what's number six on your you list? Through? Uh, hold on a minute. Okay, six. It oh, begins with J. Oh, come on, we're come right. on. I'm just all right. Okay, the suspense. Then it's, then it's a U. Come on, Julie. Okay, congratulations, right, Julie. You. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually we're lucky that you managed to pick a UK-based person as well. <laughs> I didn't have oh, yeah. I didn't have a protocol for if we picked any of the guys from America. <laughs> we so. just, you almost won. You congratulations. Almost, congratulations. <laughs> Anyways, right, right. Julie, we will be in touch. Uh, thank you for your comment and indeed um, your your other questions during the yes. series as well. Um, it, uh, well. Well deserved, and we'll be in touch to get you your prize. And thank you to O2 for supplying it as well. Yes, we're, we've uh, been really uh, really grateful for all the support that Very uh, all our sponsors have given us and particularly too right then gents i think all that remains to say is thank you very much it's been great fun is that the end that's it that's it that's the end of season Se- six Se- season or series six season, season six, six yeah i've been trying to work out how many episodes we've done now because of course we did a load of uh, special episodes mm. and all that kind of thing i think we are we are well into the 80s or 90s now and is I'll, that I'll enough to to uh, syndicate it yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely, it's a hundred TV shows. Then you can syndicate. Is it, it? right? Well, we'll, we'll have to get our heads down. But yeah, we, it, we're 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 rapidly approaching the hundred number. And actually, I need to go and do a count because there are so many special episodes. It's difficult to know. Wow! But it's been great fun. Thank you very much for your time. Thank, Thank you, you to everyone who's listened. Uh, the the comments and the and the feedback and definitely this season switching back to commenting on the blog. Loads more people have been in touch, mm. uh, inc- including by email as well. So if that's more convenient to you, just keep sending yeah. your comments in any way that. Suits. Or any suggestions for some sponsors? Who if, should we get next next time? If you would like to sponsor the blog, or if you know a company that would, or if you've got ideas for things you'd like us to do, to cover, to talk about, things you're interested in, or uh, comments on the amount of singing that should be done in the podcast, then please do let us know. We are still contactable Letter. between seasons. Letter. We'll be having uh, a f- we'll be having a few weeks off, but uh, where we'll, are you going? Are you going somewhere nice? I, I'm I'm going back to work actually. Okay, nowhere special. But um, Mobile World Congress approaches fast, mm. and uh, season seven will be along to coincide with. Uh, 
with Mobile Congress. So lots to look forward to. Yes. As ever, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate right. all Wave. your support. Everybody's waving. Everybody here in the studio is waving. Apart from Ben. Apart from me. Oh, I know you are. I know he is. No, he is. I literally yeah. am waving. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can comment, subscribe, and catch up with previous episodes at 361podcast.com. If you're an iTunes user, we'd be jolly grateful for a five-star review. There's a link and pictures of how to rate the show at 361podcast.com slash rate. Each review makes it lots easier for new listeners to find us. Thank you.